The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His, his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, where do you go with scriptures that highlight words like dregs and distress and anguish and blood poured out like dust and dung? How do you answer the question, how do I know what's right and what's wrong? Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Have you ever heard the quote, the left wing and the right wing are part of the same bird? Have you heard that before? I want to use that phrase to answer the question, how do you know you're doing the right thing from the wrong thing? How do you know you're doing what God intends you to do? For people who trust in the mercy and grace of God, perhaps we can imagine that bird as a dove. The implications, of course, are, are caught in the Bible or captured in the Bible as 
as a, a dove that is a peaceful creature, one filled with hope and opportunity. In our gospel today, Jesus tells the parable about two good and trustworthy servants entering into the joy of their master. And in this parable, it's a story that Jesus made up, the property owner is preparing to go away. And so in preparation, the property owner, as was customary in his day, turned over the rights to his property and all that is associated with that to his highest level performers, his highest level slaves in this context, to look after his property while he's away. And he trusts them with what Jesus calls talents, or what talents, or what translates to mean the abundant financial resources with which to take care of the property. Two slaves invested their talents, their resources, in ways that perhaps the master would have, would have done had the master had been there, which ended up then increasing the overall value of the property that the master owned. The third slave, however, contrary to what he even knew about his master, made no such investment at all, indeed hiding it in the ground as the, the parable describes, consequently decreasing and I think that's important to note, decreasing the overall value of the master's property. Two acted as equally functioning wings of the same bird, and as one would expect, things worked efficiently and effectively, and the master was pleased, right? Two were then summoned into the joy of receiving their reward. I'll take a bit more, I'll talk about, a little bit more about that in just a few moments. Now the other character, the third character in this parable, again a made-up story that Jesus was trying to get a, a point across, this character in the parable acted effectively as a wing that simply refused to fly. There's no indication there's anything wrong with the wing. It's perfectly capable. The character makes the choice to instead of engaging that wing, burying it, right? And not using it at all. He chose not to make the most of what he had been given. Without the cooperation of each servant in this parable, this made-up story, the, the joy of the master, Jesus portrays as being incomplete. The, th the bird, in reference to the quoted imagery, could not function effectively. It could not fly. So what about the joy of the master? Is it fair to suggest that the joy of the master happens when all things belonging to the master work together for the good of all involved? Isn't that what the master in the parable would have wished or demanded? Of course. We certainly don't want to think of ourselves as slaves of a master with all of the historical baggage associated with that terminology. But aren't we all created to be servants of God? What is a servant if not one appointed to take care of, what, of that which belongs to the one whom we serve? In our reality, which is a reality informed by faith, 
we are appointed to take care of that which belongs to God, and therein we fulfill the desire and the design of the master. We enter into the joy of the master. Heading into the week, Thanksgiving, perhaps you can spend some time reflecting on all of the ways that you participate in this life in ways that help the parabolic bird or dove fly. Not speaking about the turkey. How is it that you use what God has given you and the environment in which you have it for the purposes of God's desire, God's will, indeed God's joy? How do you impact the world around you in ways that you just know is the right thing to do? How are you investing your talents to bring about peace, love, hope, equality, justice, mercy? Just as the talents were made available to the slaves in the parable by the master, all that we have belongs to God and those who share their generosity do what God is asking them to do. Indeed, sharing God's generosity. You see, the resources, what you've been given, the place in which you've been given, it all belong to God. How do you use that to better God's world? I want to challenge you to think about in what way you act as a wing of a bird, considering that you're working with others who are also wings of the bird. It's not important necessarily if you're a right wing or a left wing and insofar as your efforts together help the bird to, to do what birds were created to do, at least the ones that fly. And so in the context of a life of faith, this congregation, this, this dove, if you will, becomes a dove which is able to transport those things which bring God great joy, peace, love, Hope, kindness, forgiveness. Clearly, Jesus offers up this parable to encourage you and me to identify with how we think about the things that we have and consequently, consequently then what we choose to do with them. Do we invest generously in this effort? We trust that all things belong to God do we take care of what has been given to us to ensure that we offer up what, what, we, can, what we can to make Christ Jesus' ways known and indeed lived out in the context of our lives of faith, in family, at work, in our retirement, in our recreation, in our friendships, in the world? Certainly the admonition underlying the parable and the, the two lessons prior to it is that we must be careful and mindful to not be the third slave who not only did nothing to enrich his master, but even worse, by his actions, devalued what belonged to his master. Don't devalue what God has given you by hiding it, but rather allow it to enact that which God has given you the talent in the first place, to be the wing 
in cooperation with the other wing that helps God's purposes sail. Like the ones who fell asleep, according to the writer of 1 Thessalonians, we are called to stay awake. We are to be as children of the light who see clearly, who, as it says in verse 9, for God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. But that salvation is not just yours and mine. It's not proprietary, no more than the talent given to the third servant was his. That salvation belongs out there. And we are the ones who are being admonished to carry it with us. Our hope and our faithful effort as a people of God at Elcor ought to be that altogether we may enjoy a culture of cooperation and generosity, two wings of the same bird, each wing working together, each servant of God using what is given to us in the most generous possibilities extended to us. Each member of this beloved community, this, this family of faith indeed, working together to faithfully ensure that we are living up to our mission, loving God, loving others, serving the world. We're, we're in this place at this time, and we're here together for a very specific purpose, to be the left wing and the right wing of God's dove of peace and love, to bring reconciliation, it's right there in our name, right, Amen. to the world. How do you know you're doing the right thing then? How do you know that you're doing God's will? You're probably familiar with the, the answer to my question, and it comes in the form of a prayer. And this prayer is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. And the prayer goes like this, Lord, Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. The prayer continues, O divine master, Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. You know, the third servant missed the opportunity completely. Again, a parable, a story that Jesus told to get a point across. And the point being that God gives you so much, so much. Not only that, but God gives you the opportunity to use what you have and to make this world a better place through your efforts. There's a reason why we're called children of light. There's a reason why we are told that we are salt for the world. Because you and I are put in this place at this time to be a, 
an agent of reconciliation, of change, of hope, in a world that, my goodness, so desperately needs hope. Let us be the wings of a bird together so that that bird of, of hope and peace will soar. In Christ's name, amen.